Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. We don't even know if Jay Monahan himself is taking any money, but it looks bad. It all looks very bad to a lot of people with the announcement today that the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the Live Golf League are all merging. Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, told CNBC that there has been a lot of tension in the sport over the last couple years. He goes on to essentially say this is going to unify golf. They're going to put an end to that tension. I don't know if this is putting an end to any tension or if this is causing a whole lot more tension, maybe just a different kind of tension. Let's bring in some help with the conversation. Bob Herrig, Sports Illustrated golf reporter, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Bob, thanks so much for your time. What was your initial reaction when you heard this news? Because it feels like everybody in the world of golf and everybody who covers that sport was blindsided. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's probably the best word, I suppose. It was, uh, you know, look, it, uh, I admit it came as a shock. I didn't see this coming. Certainly not now. Um, there had been no indication that there was any softening by the tour uh, in its stance towards live. Their, their typical. Um, response had been that, you know, we're, look, they're suing us. They're, they're, we, we can't talk to them. We're not going to talk to them while that's going on. Well, clearly they did. Um, you know, there, there, was, there were court filings and briefings and things that occurred just last week. Now, some of those things that occurred would, would give you some idea that perhaps the tour just did not want to continue to go down this road of paying the, the enormous legal fa- costs that were going to be associated with it those filings last week were about um you know getting getting an appeal thrown out and and it was going to keep going and 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 it was going to push the trial date farther back you know so the the trial date for next year was maybe going to get pushed into 2025 well now you got two more years of this and i think they saw that look the the, the, the money expenditures were going to be a lot, and they're going up against an entity that has an endless amount of it. Um, they might have been worried about the, uh, uh, about the antitrust things that, that were in play. Um, you know, the, the tour has been accused of that, and, and perhaps they, they, they feared losing. You know, so, so those things, and, then, and obviously then you're going to be enriched by this, um, we don't exactly know to what extent, but I would guess that the PGA Tour players who are upset today are also going to find out that down the road they're, they're going to benefit greatly from this and, uh, and how that plays out. I think you know, these are the next steps we're going to all be wondering about is it, uh, as, as the weeks and months pass. Bob, what's the sense you're getting from those players? I mean, we saw Colin Morikawa tweet about how he found this out on Twitter this morning. Obviously, it feels like everybody was blindsided. How do they feel? What are the questions they're asking? How do they plan on moving forward? Well, Tiger and Roy didn't even know. I mean, Jay Monahan admitted that in a conference call with writers this afternoon, and 
And he said it was just we had a very, very tight circle of people that were in the know uh, due to confidentiality stuff. And, look, Tiger and Roy put their necks out there big time for the tour. So that's surprising, you know. And, and my guess is at some point they're, they're going to get their story straight and they're going to come around and, and, and probably, you know, try to say everything's fine. But based on the initial reactions of players today, they weren't very happy. You know, they, they, were, they were not happy about being kept out of the loop. They're wondering about the, um, you know, Monaghan used the word himself, hypocrisy. You know, he has, uh, uh, you know, obviously they were going to always fight uh, a competitor. I think that's something that you have to remember. The tour was not going to just let somebody come along and, and give up, you know, what, what it has. It, it has TV deals that are meant to, to, to produce players and, and sponsor, sponsors signed on to all that. And if you just let a, lot, a rival league come in and take your players, that's not going to work very well. Uh, but the tour also was very vocal in, in going down the, you know, the moral uh, issue of, the, of where the money's coming from. You know, Saudi Arabia, and their human rights issues, uh, uh, you know, you know their, their links to 9-11, the J- Jamal Khashoggi murder, um, things like that, they, they were using that as reasons to, uh, to dislike live. And uh, clearly there's a lot of people out there who do feel that way. And that's completely understandable, but the tour now is going to put itself in the position of, of, of looking two faced because now they're going to be taking money from the same group of people that they've been condemning. Bob Herrig, Sports Illustrated golf reporter, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Bob, I want to go back to something that you said when you were talking about the legalities involved here. Now, as I understand it, the lawsuits between Lib, between PGA, with the antitrust accusations, those are going away. But you talked about the antitrust investigation from the DOJ. That probably isn't going away right now, right? Like that investigation, and I don't know if you have this information, but that investigation is still pending, at least right now, based on, I believe, the fact that the accusation is that the PGA wasn't allowing sponsors to go over to live tour and still maintain a relationship with PGA in addition to players. That's right. I mean, my understanding that that investigation is still ongoing. Um, this, what this makes us all wonder now is, will it go away because the tour has you know, is now in a position to back off on some of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, or, or, or is it too late? You know, do they still look into it? Uh, uh, you know, there are, there are things about what the tour does that you might be able to question. Um, you know, this whole idea of, of making players uh, get permission to play tournaments outside of the PGA Tours events, um, you know, a conflicting events release. Look, those are their rules. That's what's been in place for decades. But nobody's ever really challenged it. You know, so, so you, you've got that out there. And uh, is that legal? You know, it, does an independent contractor have to, you know, adhere to rules like that? As long as they meet the minimum number of tournaments, which is 15, should they not be able to, allowed to do whatever they want? So th- that's part of it. Now, of course, it's more of a moot point. What we don't know, though, is how, is, how will this relationship with Liv, will it even be called Liv? How will that work? You know, like they, they, they say they're going to take on the idea of having 
some sort of a team element. But will the existing structure still be in place? You know, Liv, Liv spent a lot of money putting this, this whole thing together. You know, they've got these 12 teams. They've, they've claimed that they feel that there's a market to sell them. Uh, I don't get the sense that the public investment fund, um, you know, uh, was, was going to be in this forever without trying to get a return. They could be patient. But the, the way to get their return was to sell these teams, these so-called franchises, and, and get owners of them. You know, is that all still in play? Is the tour going to be part of that? I mean, th- these are all like, just from a golf standpoint, are really, really, you know, intriguing questions beyond the whole, you know, where's the money coming from and, and, and how did we even get here? Yeah, no kidding. Such a big story. Uh, so few answers right now. So little information on such a bombshell day in your sport. Bob Herrig, Sports Illustrated golf reporter. Thanks, Bob. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. There's so much to unpack when it comes to this story with the merger of the PGA Tour and Live Golf. We are going to stick with trying to do just that next here on Joe and Amber. The phone lines are always open to you if you want to join the conversation as well. 888-SAY-ESPN. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We're spending a lot of the show today reacting to the news in the world of golf. Live Golf and the PGA Tour have merged. After two years of fighting, after the PGA Tour evoking things like 9-11, taking moral stances, players turning down hundreds of millions of dollars, they're all just in bed together, holding hands, singing kumbaya, nothing to see over here. Now we're just going to keep it moving, but on the same page. It should be very interesting to see how all this plays out. A lot of upset golfers on one side, a lot of happy golfers, frankly, on the other side, because these live golfers are very happy. We're going to continue to talk about that in just a moment. But first, Joe's going to do what he does best. 
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, let's talk a little hockey. Game three of the Stanley Cup final. I'll take the Florida Panthers minus 125 over the Vegas Golden Knights. Two key reasons here. Stat number one. Teams down 0-2 in the Stanley Cup final coming home for game three are 10-2 in that game. They performed very well there. Crowd noises behind them. Maybe some well-timed power plays, shall we suggest. Things of that nature. Number two. As much as Vegas has dominated Florida from a scoring standpoint, 12-4 through two games, there are some underlying metrics here that show Florida's been much more competitive. They've taken 29 more shots when you include blocks and misses, and they've also had three more what's known as high-danger chances. So the series has been a little bit closer than the scores indicate. We'll lay the 125 with Florida in Game 3 over Vegas. The DP World Tour, Live Golf, PGA Tour, all coming together. Some very upset players. I had one player tell me, why would we do this now? The Live Tour is dead in the water. It's not working, and now we're going to throw them a life jacket. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things bundled today at Progressive.com. So the PGA Tour and Live Golf, they are going to be one and the same, or at least seemingly so. Now, as I understand it, the Department of Justice does actually have to look at this merger agreement and approve it from an antitrust perspective. There's a whole antitrust portion of this. That gets really interesting because the PGA Tour is being investigated for antitrust violations. Are they trying to get those to go away? This might be a strange strategy if, in fact, they are, because one could maybe make the argument that this looks even more like a monopoly than before, because now this is quite literally unifying golf on a global scale. It's not just the PGA Tour and Live. It's also the DP World Tour. This affects the sport across the entire world. But one of the more remarkable angles about this story, Joe, is something that we haven't even discussed yet. And that's the administrating body that is going to reportedly be in control of this. And again, we have so little information when it comes to the details of how this is going to work. But it sounds like there is going to be an administration that is in control of everything, like a board of governors. And that means that there could be, you know, five people in control of golf from across the entire world. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So did golf just get more competitive? <laughs> did, did, it, did it get less complicated from an antitrust perspective? I'm not so sure about that argument. Uh, it's wild to think the power now that, that that board is going to have. Yeah, I. there's so many different ways to look at it until we have more information. Number one, and this is from a, I don't know, maybe this is a selfish standpoint. I'm glad these guys are all going to be back together. And I know that, that some of them are going to have different viewpoints of one another. And I know some, like Rory, are probably looking in the mirror like, my God, you got to be kidding me with how this is all playing out. But it's going to be great to see these guys together again. I hated it that Brooks Kepka left the PGA Tour. I think Brooks is fantastic. I think he's great for the game. Some of the guys that went over, they might not be the most likable. But the reality is you have a lot of great golfers over there. And while we're seeing them in majors, not seeing them at the players or some of these other events, it kind of stinks. So the sport is, from a viewership perspective, going to be better. At least we have that to fall back on. I feel really bad for the Rory McIlroys and the Tiger Woods of the world. I know a lot of people, oh, spare your tears. They're billionaires. 
I get it. But they actually took a stance. And again, look at the message that this sends. If you decide that you're going to draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm not taking a nine-figure payday because it's blood money that I'm being offered and I'm morally opposed to it, and you're going to stand up for your own tour and, and, and be the, the moral of voice, it. right? And then the, your tour is going to sell you out in a year's time by merging with those people. I can't help but think to myself, when you have a chance at the bag, secure the bag. And that's the direction we're all going. Forget about morals. Forget about ethics. Forget about doing the right thing. Hey, kids, don't worry about any of that. If you got a chance to grab the money, grab the money. What? So you that, ha- that stings me up a little bit. You have to imagine that they looped Rory into the conversation, right? I mean, you have Colin Marikawa on Twitter saying were, he found earlier, out. Was it Herrick? Herrick said Tiger Woods and Rory were not brought into the conversation. Oh, he said Rory was not. Goodness. Yeah, because I know none of the it? other golfers were. With Rory, I mean, you're t- I mean, I watched an entire documentary on Rory McIlroy's stance when it comes to live golf and the rallying cry and how he was able to keep so many of the other golfers there with the PGA Tour. I mean, the PGA Tour owes him so much for what he did, but even more than just turning down the money, because turning down the money is one thing, because yes, if we're talking about Tiger, we're talking about Rory, and listen, I'm sure $2 billion's is way cooler than $1 billion, right? It's my, I'm sure we always want more money, even if we have money. Nevertheless, oh, yeah. we're talking about very rich men when we're talking about those particular men. Nevertheless, the less if you take a stance because it's something you genuinely believe in there's another angle to this beyond just the money now they're having to be in bed with those people that they took the moral stance against so if they truly genuinely to their core believe that they should not be involved with these people now by virtue of what the pga did they are in fact involved with the saudis they're going to be backed their whole entire sport their entire profession is going to be backed by something that they feel strongly against. And there's nowhere else to go now. And that's complicated, I would imagine, from the golfer perspective. But the reason this news was so surprising, Joe, to so many people, is because by most people's evaluation, is certainly the average consumer's evaluation, Liv wasn't successful. Like, the PGA was winning, right? And I, I think it might have been a very different nobody story. Nobody was court. watching Liv. But yet, nobody, nobody was watching, was watching Liv. The PGA was winning this thing in the court of public opinion and winning this thing in terms of eyeballs. Liv was buried on what, CW Network? I mean, nobody yeah. was watching Liv and before it that was getting thing outrated by reruns of shows. Like, they, they, were, they were cutting away from coverage near the end of the round. If you were actually sticking it through, they were cutting away from coverage for reruns. That's how few people were watching. Let's spin this forward. Let's take on a different angle here. All right. You made a very good point about how the guys who didn't opt to go with Liv are now suddenly involved in an entity that is backed by the Saudis. And they might have a problem with that. Do we think that this is going to be the only sport that the Saudi investment fund is involved in? Because by the way, back in December, very quietly, NBA owners went ahead and voted the Board of Governors. They approved a rule change allowing sovereign wealth funds to buy stakes in teams in addition to other institutional funds. So they made that change back in December. It's not as if the Saudis are stopping with golf. They would like to be involved 
in other sports. I believe the Ottawa Senators are up for sale. Do you think well, they get involved with the NHL? And the, and, the, and the Saudis have been heavily involved already in soccer, right? This quote-unquote sports washing yeah. certainly extends far beyond just what's happening in golf. The difference is in the past, the Saudi fund has invested in sports, but quietly as a funding perspective here in Live, they actually started their own entity with the sport. Now that changes. Now they go back to more like the investor model, it appears. PGA will be more like the face of this new merger. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Rolling along here on Joe and Amber. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We have spent a lot of the day on golf. On golf. Why don't we spend a whole show on golf? I don't know if we've ever done that in the history of Joe and Amber. I don't even know if we've ever mentioned it outside of a rare, obscure pizza money on a Wednesday. Like, has there been maybe the Masters we had something going in? I'm sure. Not a whole lot. Well, not we, not a ton of golf coverage here on Joe and Air. Although we both like money, golf. T- we did some Tiger Woods stuff uh, a while back that uh, a lot of people wanted to call in about. So I mean, we've done here and there. We've done we here and there. Fun. We've done golf yeah, here and there. I don't. We haven't really gone like wall to wall golf, uh, maybe ever before. So if you miss any of it, you can check out the podcast on the ESPN app because a huge day in golf with the merger of the Live Golf Tour and the PGA Tour. We will continue to discuss that, but we're going to take a little hiatus and play one of our favorite games. Let's big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? James Steele, nice of you to show up for work today. I noticed you didn't show up for work yesterday. Sam Pierce did an excellent job filling in for you, but you didn't bother to show up yesterday, which is weird coming off the heat, evening up the series in the NBA Finals. Kind of strange you didn't show up, face the music. Yeah, I mean, I think we all know that had nothing to do with it. Uh, I was at I was at Monday Night Raw, <laughs> sitting in the front row with uh, with some friends and having a good time. All I know is I never got my Amber is right open that I fully expected the next day after the Heat took game two. I never received it. I am still, in fact, waiting for it, James. Yeah, that's a shame. And All right. Friday, so... we don't have a show tomorrow where he could have made good on it there either. I can understand your frustration with that. 
James, shame on you. We don't have a Joe and Amber tomorrow. and wink. No one can see. We are circumvented uh, by Game 3 tomorrow. Coverage of Game 3 begins right here on ESPN Radio at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Go ahead, James. Yeah, all that. Such a shame. Uh, the Heat have rolled out Tyler Hero for Game 3. Amber, big deal? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal because... He hasn't been playing. Not a big deal because the Heat have been winning these series without him. Not a big deal because Joe and I had a conversation on yesterday's show about if he is available, should they even play him, frankly? Because there are certain concerns when a team is clicking without you. What is going to mean to bring you back in the lineup, right? And this is a guy who was scoring, averaging this season, 20 points per game. Their second most important player offensively. From that perspective, it should typically be a big deal, but he's been out for so long. They've been so successful in the playoffs so far without him. So it's not a big deal. They're going to let him rest for one more game, particularly since apparently he still has the soreness and swelling in his hand, Joe. I'm going to lean big deal here because I'm not so sure it's, oh, let's let him rest one more and we'll bring him back. You know, we've been hearing this for a while. Originally with the injury, it was, well, he might, long shot, might be back for the conference finals, but he'll be back for the finals. And then the finals show up and it's, well, he's not going to be good for game one, but he could be good for game two. Then as we approach game two, it's, no, no, what's going to happen is it's most likely they'll just wait till they get the series back to Miami and he'll play game three. And then we don't even get to game time. It's a day before the game, and they're ruling him out for game three. So maybe, just maybe, there's more here than meets the eye because I think over the next five games that remain in this series, if you're going the distance, you would probably want his scoring to, to help you out at some point during this series. And to Joe's point, the Miami Heat are not known for their transparency when it comes to guys being out and when it comes to injuries. So it is uh, significant that they announced it, I guess, this early. We'll see. I think that they just feel like, hey, we took one in Denver, so we don't need them yet. I don't know if they're going to try to trot them out there until they absolutely have to. Go ahead, James. All right. Well, speaking of the NBA Finals, I, there's a conspiracy theory about the NBA Finals involving Taylor Swift that we have to address. And it's way too complicated for me to explain. So I'm going to bring in our, our friend and uh, sometimes board operator, Rachel, and she's going to lay this resident, all out for you. Our, our resident Swifty, Rachel? You would think so, but that is actually not the case. I'm just so invested in this theory. Well you, well, you are a resident like TikToker, right? So, I, I am a resident Because I did TikToker. see this on TikTok. So there you go. Yes. Okay, so someone else has heard it. Good. Thank you. So the theory is that Taylor Swift has decided who's going to win the NBA Finals. What? Based, based on her tour schedule, she has gone to Atlanta, Philly, Boston. They all lost, right? They're all out. She does not have a concert in Miami, but she does have one in Denver. What? And I believe she had the concerts. She had multiple dates in each of those cities right before the team lost. Yep, three so dates. So she would perform in the city, and then a few days later, team would lose. And no, kept her, happening, kept happening. She, her, when is her concert in Denver? Do her you know? Denver concert is July 14th. So it would be after, obviously. But mm. still, it's still a date. Still Shame in Denver. that conspiracy theory it's, crumbles it's on, like, right, like it's that. It's on the calendar. The it's Joe, still on and, the calendar. And there is oh, yeah, no yeah, yeah, Miami yeah. date on the calendar. Yeah. And Jay Monahan said he wasn't going to ever side with Liv. I mean, it's amazing how some of these things can switch. So I it only affects the NBA, right? Because she did perform here in Las Vegas, and the Knights are throttling the Panthers. But it doesn't extend to the ice, does yes, it? This would be the NBA playoffs. Just the NBA? Yeah, she only well, cares. I mean, Taylor Swift is only concerned right now about, the, about controlling, using her powers to control the NBA playoffs. 
Listen, I wouldn't be that shocked if Taylor Swift had some sort of superpower. And if she did have a superpower, I'm, I'm thankful to her she's using it on my Miami Heat. All right, so big deal, not a big deal, that Taylor Swift is basically conspiracy theorying the Heat to the NBA title? Listen, I don't fully get it because I'm not a Swifty, but all things Taylor Swift are a big deal. I have learned that over the years. How do you not get it? It was just laid out for you perfectly. No, I'm saying, saying I don't, don't fully get, get the obsession with Taylor Thanks, Swift. Amber. Like, I like her. She's got a couple bangers off to her latest album. What? But overall, I'm not as invested in Taylor Swift slap? as most people by any means. I don't totally get the obsession, but the obsession is real, and she's always a big deal, and everything about her is a big deal, Joe. Not a big deal, although I will say this. I am a sucker for a good conspiracy theory, and the NBA has the best conspiracy theories. The frozen envelope, Patrick Ewing, New York Knicks. I can go down a rabbit hole on that one for days with those YouTube videos, whether it was the frozen envelope or whether they banged the corner Mm -hmm. so they could find the envelope that had the New York Knicks. NBA's got the best conspiracy theory, so I can get behind this. Not going to say big deal, but an entertaining deal. All right. Uh, so do do those uh, Taylor Swift bangers also slap? Amber? What? Is that what yeah, happens? they slap. Okay, cool. Are kids saying that still? I don't. I, I have no idea. I'm not a kid. Uh, all right, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> oh, really? The, Where were you last night? By the way, where were you? Uh, front row of uh, Monday Night Raw. Don't ask oh, questions. Not, not a kid. Okay, just wanted to clarify that. Not, none Thank of the people you, I, that I went with are kids. So, well, I would I would argue against that. Wasn't Fitz level. there? Oh yeah, that's true. That's, Fitz a, that's is a, a great point. Thirteen year old masquerading in a forty five year old body. Okay. What? I digress. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Florida Panthers last night to go up two zero in the Stanley Cup Final. Amber, big deal? Not a big deal that your Florida Panthers are down zero two. Uh, yeah. Well, my Florida Panthers. Um, listen, I've, I've been known to sell my soul. I, I do have pictures online of me in lightning gear at a lightning game as well. So my hockey allegiance does tend to be. Mm. For sale, uh, but Shocked. I attended before that. You're actually, making any money out of it, games. or are you just doing it for free? No, there was a suite involved. You know, so when I when uh, I moved back over to this coast, there was a suite involved. With lightning games. I'm the only Bryson DeChambeau the of the radio <laughs> of the radio network here. She'll sell out. So I have sold my. So I waver. It depends. So my hockey allegiance right now, very very squarely with the Florida Panthers. Naturally, the team I covered for years down there, and all those games I attended uh, down there. Uh, just outside of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, yes, it's a big deal, obviously, that they are down 0-2. Also a big deal because they've gotten absolutely slaughtered and crushed to the point where we got off air last night, and I looked at the score, and I'm like, oh, man, do I even turn this nonsense on? Because they were just getting absolutely mutilated. It is a big deal. Bobrovsky seems to have lost huh? his magic. He's certainly not standing on his head right now. They've got to get it all back. They are attacking Joe, and now the Vegas players are having the audacity to be on Mike quite Questioning how bad the Panthers even want it, saying they don't want it bad enough. They certainly do want the first Stanley Cup for that organization. I would say this. If there's a sport where you're coming back down 0-2, it's hockey. Like, hockey's the sport that can flip instantaneously. So I don't think it's as bad as it would seem if it were the NBA or possibly Major League Baseball. The Knights have been very good through the first two games because they're not buying into these head games Florida's trying to play. Florida's trying to bait them in the fights. Florida's trying to get them all worked up. And Vegas doesn't care. Vegas is not playing that game, and it's costing the Panthers dearly. Look at the penalty minutes. The Panthers need to clean up their act and start playing hockey if they want to win. And if they do that, maybe they'll have a shot. But if they're still going to play these stupid head games, they're going to get run right out of this series. Yeah, 
Vegas is getting to their game, playing the right way, yeah. dump and chase, all that stuff. Let, 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 let the record the, reflect. I wanted to talk some puck today, and James Steele was like, eh. Uh, we'll put it in big deal, not a big deal. Did, did Sergei Bobrovsky turn into a pumpkin? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, he they found have. his he glove side. <laughs> they found his glove <laughs> side. Uh, all right, one more. Uh, the Texas Rangers announced that Jacob deGrom, who signed with them in the offseason for five years and $185 million, undergo surgery on a UCL tear in his right elbow, meaning probably Tommy John surgery. Joe, big deal, not a big deal that uh, maybe the Mets uh, dodge a bullet? Yeah. Very big deal. I'm sure the Mets wanted him back. I mean, Cohen's going to spend as much money as possible, but mm, he chose to go elsewhere, so the Mets dodge a bullet. The The Rangers, unfortunately, once again, make a terrible big money signing. It's awful for DeGrom. If you're on Twitter, though, there's a fascinating, fascinating argument that's breaking out because DeGrom's career, having cradled the last few years, is he now a Hall of Famer or is that dream gone? And people are comparing him to the great Timmy Lincecum, who had a great start to his career but fell apart down the stretch. Lincecum's got a lot on the resume, but not over a long period of time. And it's Lincecum versus DeGrom on social media right now. You can't miss it. Of course this is a big deal. Uh, this is a huge deal. A huge deal because you mentioned it. $185 million the Rangers paid him in free agency. That's a big deal. DeGrom, this would be his second Tommy John surgery. He had it back in 2010 as a rookie as well. So, yes, this is a very big deal. And then also a big deal if the Mets made a good, smart move, right? I mean, that's, that in and of itself is a big deal that they dodged that bullet. That's not necessarily typical Mets behavior. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, we open up the phone lines to you. Bring us your hottest takes, your reaction to Live Golf. Game three of the NBA Finals coming up tomorrow night. This is your opportunity. We're not on air tomorrow night. Again, coverage of game three starts right here on ESPN Radio at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Tip-off will be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The phone lines are open. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We take your phone calls now. Joe and Amber, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. T.I. Speak to me. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. The phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to get to your phone calls in just a moment. But first, Joe is going to try to make you a little bit more loose change. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 
All right, this fight is this weekend on ESPN Boxing. 140 pounds. Josh Taylor versus Tiafima Lopez. We're going to give you two bets. Taylor minus 170. We are going to play him. We're playing him for two units. It's the first ever two-unit wager here on Joe and Amber. We're going to go double what we would normally go. Two units on Taylor minus 170. We're also going to go one unit on Taylor to win this by knockout, KOTKO, DQ. That's plus 250. All right, if you followed Lopez, after that win against Lomachenko, he was on top of the world. And since then, it's been very shaky and very erratic. He loses to George Cambosis. He barely gets past Sander Martin in December. He has had some eyes and some lows. Question is whether or not his head's right. Going through a divorce, he's been talking about that. He's got a lot of interesting things happening outside the ring that might be a distraction. Taylor is a big-time problem. He is undefeated. He is taller by two inches. He's going to have the size advantage where he's going to be able to push Tiafimo around the ring a little bit. I think the pricing's off on this one. Saturday night, ESPN. Two-unit wager. Josh Taylor, minus 170 over Tiafimo Lopez. One unit on Taylor to win by stoppage, plus 250. 13 black odd. No winner. Spin the wheel. Make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette. With Joe and Amber. The phone lines are open to you. We love when you join in on the conversation. 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Game three tomorrow night in the NBA Finals coverage begins right here on most ESPN radio stations at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Maybe you've got some thoughts there. Live golf in the PGA Tour merging. A whole lot of angry golfers on one side of the thing, some happy golfers on the other. Let's spin it. Terrence, Terrence is in Georgia. Terrence, your ban is over. I welcomed you last <laughs> night. I'm welcoming you back tonight. Thanks for the call again. What do you have for us tonight? <laughs> Thank you, Amber. I'm glad we just made up. We did. Uh, live golf. Now, I'm not a really, I'm not a golf fan at all, you know. But it seems to me when Tiger and Rory took that stand, and uh, and now you want to merge with these guys? Come on, man. What 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 is going on? It's, and it's all about the freaking money. I don't know. I would have taken the bag if it was me. <laughs> it is all about the money. I'd have taken the money. Yeah, thanks, I, Terrence, for the call. Uh, yeah, I, listen, a lot of the golfers did take the money. It's also fair to say that some of these guys have a lot of money. And it was maybe a little unfair to expect when we were talking about some of the golfers that made the jump, Joe. I mean, they were making the jump for life-changing type money, right? Tiger Woods may be a little different vantage point, maybe a little easier for Tiger to turn down the money because Tiger's also already reportedly a billionaire. Now, I don't have any familiarity with having a billion dollars. I would like to have familiarity with that. Seems like a long shot in my life, not quite as talented as Tiger Woods. However, I would imagine if I had like a billion, I'd probably want another, right? Maybe like another after that. I don't know how that works. I feel like if you have money, you still want money. Like it's still something, even though it's maybe a little easier for those guys to turn down money. It doesn't mean they don't want it. Well, what happens in life is as you rise up financially, your tastes and your interests and your hobbies rise up with you. Then you get to that level and you see what the next level has and you want to move to that level. You're in an apartment. Then you want to own a home. You own a home, but you want a home out in the suburbs. Then you want a vacation home. These dudes get to the then point where their yachts yacht. aren't big enough. <laughs> their private islands they own aren't big enough. Right. The more money, 
the better. One other thing that they jumped to live for, it wasn't just the money. A lot of them were very honest in the fact that they said they didn't want to play a lot of golf. They mm-hmm. didn't want to spend their whole life on tour. They wanted to play eight, nine events a year and be done with it. I appreciate the Which, honesty. Jokes, jokes on them because that's not about to happen All right, with go this merger. So the, the live golfers that did join live to play less and make more are about to be playing a whole lot more. And we also don't know what the financials of this is going to look like because, of course, there's a lot of really angry, upset golfers on the PGA side that turned this down. And also, again, because of the moral component of this as well, maybe some of these golfers felt very, very strongly they don't want to be in bed in any financial form whatsoever with the Saudis. And now they are essentially against their will because of this merger. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But I wouldn't be shocked if we see some sort of players union, Joe. I mean, it's why I asked Michael Collins about it earlier, because I would expect the golfers now particularly on the PGA side, are going to be so upset and upset that they didn't know this news was coming down the pipe as well and that they weren't consulted at all, that it might be time for them to unionize. And then what does that mean for golf moving forward? One thing about that, and don't quote me on this, but I read something earlier today that said, I don't think they can form a union because they're not employees. Right, because they were independent contractors, and that's true. But then how does that all get wrapped up in this because one of the arguments with the antitrust thing is yes, they're independent contractors. I think that's actually one of the positions of the PGA tour when they're being, when they were being investigated for these antitrust violations. And when, and previously when they were being sued as well, although now those lawsuits will be thrown, will go away because of this merger. One of the arguments is, well, they're independent contractors, but then on the other side, it's like, are they really from a legal perspective? And that gets into a whole lot of minutia where maybe now with the merger, as well, they end up being in a position where they can unionize. There's so much still to happen with this story. There, there's so many dice yet to fall. Joe and Amber, this the thing podcast. We are just getting started because it's the news of the merger. With this zero is the Joe and Amber podcast. We don't know anything. We don't know what the events are going to look like. Reportedly, maybe they're going to keep the team structure of. Live I can't golf. wait till the golfers start talking. I want to hear from Rory. I want to hear from Morikawa. Like none of them have spoke yet because they got to work through what they're going to say. Yeah, no kidding. Especially Rory. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from seven to nine p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel eighty, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.